0: Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church
1: Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson.
0: And welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions
2: Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey.
0: And I'm Phil Thompson. Good to be with you again as we do our weekly podcast. We are a tech company, and what's the name of our tech company? Uh, we are JSL Solutions. I try to fool him every time, or trick him, I should say. JSL Solutions is, our, is the name of our company, and we do...
2: We do live streaming with StreamingChurch.tv, mobile apps through Church App Live and com.
0: We love helping churches and ministries... That's why we are here, and we do a weekly podcast because we, well, we we talk about technology, but we also talk about other things that are ministry related. Because we really, well, we want to help enable the church and bring some information out there for people that will help volunteers, help leaders, help pastors. So we're so glad that you have decided to spend some time with us today, and we have a special guest with us today. Yes, we do, and his name is David Drum. Where do you go by, Hi, David. Dave?
1: I go by both. Okay. Yeah, I go by a lot of things, but we can't talk about that. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, D- David, uh, <laughs> Steve and I have such great chemistry. We've only been doing this for nine years. But uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, David is a good friend of ours. He's been a, a long-time pastor in the community of Tucson, Arizona. Yes. And uh, the last, how many years has it been now since you've been in this different part of your Of your ministry, six and a half years. Six and a half years with the organization called Four Tucson, the number Four Tucson. Yep, and you can look that up. Uh, For those of you keeping score at home, just go to the number Four T U C S O N dot com, Four Tucson dot com, and you can find out all about. Well, let's let's. We had you on a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. We talked about how you can make positive change in your community. Really enjoyed the interview we had here, and we kind of wanted to move forward with this. But but let's recap a little bit about what what in the world
1: is for Tucson. So Fort Tucson is a city transformation strategy. If I put it in three words, those would be the words. It's a city transformation strategy. So we want to see our community of Tucson, and it would be transferable to any community. Right. But we want to see our, tr- our community of, trans- uh, of Tucson... Um, be transformed in such a way that every person who's living here could reach their full potential and that God would be the one who gets the glory for that positive transformation. Okay. And, and and to break this down
0: into bite-sized pieces, yep. you guys have what you guys call 12 different
1: domains. Right. So there's a our, we have a two-part strategy. The first part of that is our 12 domains. So when Jesus said, um, you are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth. He wasn't talking about being salt and light just within the church. He was talking about being salt and light in the community. And so we've broken that into 12 different domains or spheres of influence. And so, um, those the last time 12? we quizzed you on this. Yes. Well, and I'll do better with the thing in front of me. But <laughs> I can get there, but I can't do it like alphabetically because I only know it as I go around the org chart. <laughs> <out here> <laughs> and it's you not can, on here. So I'll use the cheat sheet. So our 12 domains are business, environment, justice, prayer, church, government, media, arts, social services, Education, healthcare, philanthropy, and sports. So almost anything's well, I to date, anything anybody can mention will tie it to one of those
2: twelve right. domains. Anything going on in a particular town.
1: Anything There's, going on in a particular kind of town can fit into one of those areas. So we want to see in each of those twelve areas, Christians come together and be salt and light in that sphere of influence. So, we need Christian influence in business, and we need it in government, and we need it in social services, and we need it in sports. So, the first part of the strategy then is just uniting Christians within each of those spheres of influence. All right, good. And
0: and so, and the reason we're doing this on the podcast, you know, because we believe that, and you believe, and I I would agree with you, that this is something that could be done in any city, any community.
1: Absolutely. In fact, um, I th- I don't know how far along we were in the planning in the last podcast, but we have our very first uh, national Fort Tucson conference coming mm-hmm. up the last Saturday of January um, because some national organizations have have noticed and been following the work that's been happening here. Mm-hmm. And have said, we, in fact, the Luis wow. Palau organization has said that they, it was their idea, they want to bring some leaders from other cities around yeah. the country wow. to Tucson to be a part of our conference yeah. um, so that ex- exactly yeah. what we're talking about, yeah. this strategy is yeah. transferable and it yeah. would work in any community.
0: You ever thought about streaming this on the Internet?
1: That's a great idea. We should work. We should look at that.
2: Yeah. We know a company that does Do streaming you? video. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, we should probably talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So, how many cities have <laughs> such an organization, or what percentage of the towns may have something similar, or not, or what is this?
1: Well, there's two different ways of answering that. Um, there's something called Movement Day, um, which started in New York. A about eight years ago relatively new okay um and we just had the first arizona movement day last year so it's they're kind of now starting to decentralize it but what they call it are gospel uh what's their term gospel movements but focused on a city and so there were over 300 cities from North America that were represented at the last one of those that I attended, which oh, was okay. about four years ago. Now, so th- what that means is that in 300 cities in North America, there is at some level a group of people that are wanting to see something in this general area happening. Mm-hmm. Right. What's, what's unique to Fort Tucson as far as we know, so the other way of answering the question is, the two-part strategy that we have, these 12 domains, there's lots of cities. When, when I was at Movement Day, I went two years in a row, um, I heard of what we call our domain wheel, those 12 domains. Right. I heard that concept mm-hmm. in dozens of cities. Um, so the concept is not unique at all to, right. to Tucson. What is unique is that we're staffing it, and we're saying we want a full-time Christian organizing that effort. There's not another city that we know of that's doing that. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the strategy, which is it takes all 12 of those domains working together to solve systemic problems that cities have struggled with right. over generations.
2: So you said staff. Does that mean paid staff? Correct. Oh, it, it does. Paid okay. staff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's <coughs> impressive. Then. It,
1: it's, yeah. We have about 20 staff, not all full time right now, yeah. but um, there's about 20 on our team. And uh, um, so the second part where you get all 12 of those domains, you get enough Christians to where there's momentum and connection in each of those domains. But then you get all of those folks helping to move the needle on, for instance, poverty in a city. It takes all 12 of the domains working together to solve that. So when we talk about city transformation, we're talking about it from a very significant measurable standpoint. Um, It's not, some vague concept Mm -hmm. we don't want to see tucson as the sixth poorest city in our country Mm -hmm. any longer And in 10 years, we believe it won't be, and we believe that our strategy is going to be part of the reason why that's true. So you
2: said two-prong, just going back here. So the 12 domains is the first part
1: of this. And then what we call a task force or focus area is the second prong, which is you get all 12 of those working together to solve a systemic issue, such as poverty reduction. Okay. Yep. So we're the only city that we know of that is – going at city transformation at that kind Mm -hmm. of a level. Um, And that's the reason that the Palau Association suggested that Mm -hmm. it was time. We've learned enough, we've got enough momentum, we have enough tangible on the ground stories Mm -hmm. that it's not just theory, Mm -hmm. that they felt it was time that we needed to tell the story and see if we can't seed it in some other areas. as this
2: conference is coming together, who, who are the people that would be attending? Would it be, I mean, we obviously have pastors of churches listening Mm -hmm. to the podcast, but it's, it's a level above your church. Definitely. Right. It is. So, um, yeah,
1: really there's, I would say there's a couple of groups of people that might be interested in attending anybody who, um, would love to see their city bring honor and glory to Jesus would be welcome to come. They'd be encouraged. Because um, we, have, we have some very specific, real-life, live, r- live stories that, mm-hmm. that are working in our city. And so they'd find that encouraging. Some of those people might also be the kind of entrepreneurial-type folks that really are better equipped than, say, a pastor of a church would be mm-hmm. to, to make something like this happen. Um, A church pastor certainly could come, especially if it's a pastor who has come to a place where they recognize that no matter how effective they are as a congregation, they alone will not be able to change their city. So any pastor that has come to that realization Mm -hmm. would be a great person to come to something like this because um, they'll see ways, tangible ways, that they could work with other folks, not only other churches. But Christians in business and nonprofits and all through the city um, to really make a tangible difference in in their community, and you can start smaller than this we're going for the problems we, we literally have twenty two of them identified that have been listed in city and county planning documents for decades. As the issues in our city that nobody has been able to solve, right? They show up in every planning document every decade, and so that's what we're going after. We want to see they're not unique to Tucson. They are not. Some of them would be. Water is a relatively that's a Tucson issue that's not going to be an issue everywhere, right? Um, But but most of them are the issues that uh, you know what community would not want: quality of life, uh, pro-family government. Racial reconciliation. Every community is going to want some of those things. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So, so let's. we've got some time here. So, and, and, again, this conference, I wanted to drill down a little more because I know yeah. you guys are working with the poverty reduction right. area. So I want to talk about that. But before I forget, so this, this conference that you're having yes. is in January of yes. 2018. And yep. what's the date again?
1: It is January the 27th. Okay. It's a Saturday, the last Saturday of the month. Okay. Um, is the all-day conference. And okay. then that Friday night, for anybody who would be coming from out of town, is a city leader's um, okay. dinner and, and celebration mm-hmm. that will help. There's, it's kind of a conference at two different levels. So right. for people in Tucson, their reason for coming is that when they leave, at the end of the day Saturday, we're going to take two of these 22 areas, poverty reduction and education, and we we believe that we can show how every person who can uh, who comes from Tucson has a part to play in poverty reduction and education. And it may not mean that they do anything that they're not already doing, but they'll do it in a different light right. than what they've been doing it. And so we want to – our measure of the success of the conference is literally going to be that at the end of the day, we're going to ask right. people – to write down my part of poverty reduction right. is, and if they can fill it in, then we've right. been successful. Okay. Um, so that's the one part of the conference. Then for people coming from out of town, there's a city leader's track that's going to weave in and out of what we're doing okay. that's Tucson-focused. So this
0: conference is in Tucson. Where's it at in Tucson?
1: It's at Star Pass Resort. Okay in the west side of town. Right. Okay. And if you go to our website, tucson.com right. the title of the conference is Together for Tucson. Okay. And um, you'll find all the information there, including hotel and um, okay. everything that a person might want. There's What's group the co- discounts and everything. Okay. Else.
0: what is Well, what is the cost?
1: It's about $100 okay. a person. Okay. Um, okay. And that includes meals.
0: Okay. So we have time here. It, it, what you guys are doing is, is so... Well, it's not really complicated, but it, but to explain it, it is. you know, it takes a little bit of time. So we've burned 13 minutes here, but we have about another 10 minutes or so <laughs> to talk a little bit about something a little deeper, going down down a little deeper, and that would be the poverty reduction aspect of this. Right. I think everybody's interested in that, or it should be, for their communities. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing in this one area yeah. of poverty reduction.
1: So um, I... Let me start by just pointing out something that would be true in every community in in our country and and really around the world. Um, If you were to ask a person in the business domain or sphere of influence, what's it take to solve poverty, they're probably going to talk about the need for strong employment. And if you right. were to talk to somebody in social services, they might talk about the need for some support network, transitional right. housing. Sure. Education is going to talk about the need for a, a good, strong right. education. Healthcare is going to talk about the mental health aspect yeah. of mm-hmm. poverty, on and on. So um, it's my contention, and, and I'm sh- I know I'm not alone in this, that, Tus- that Tucson didn't get to be the sixth poorest city in the country because we've never had smart leaders before, I don't think that's our issue at all. We've had a lot of smart people. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because we haven't had committed pastors and Christian leaders in our city, because we have. What we've not ever had is a way of all of those people pulling on the same end of the rope. Because you, if you only try to solve the, the uh, mental health aspect without paying attention to the education and business aspect Mm -hmm. what works in one area can have unintended consequences in other areas and that's what we've been doing for generations i was born in tucson so i'm i'm speaking experientially not just theoretically um we've chased our tail on this forever and so it really takes people in every domain working together so that's the concept behind these is that you need representatives from all of those domains who would sit at a table in a task force type understanding and they first the first part of that then is we do some research and so um, we've done research in the area of poverty reduction specific to Tucson but also general research on the causes and sources of poverty and <clears throat> that's where it starts and then we're looking for biblical solutions so There's actually quite a bit of material in the scriptures on poverty and some biblical causes for poverty and so forth. So that helps to inform it. We're unapologetically a Christian organization. You don't have to believe like I believe to care about what I care about. So we'll work alongside government officials or anybody that has a piece of the solution, but we're going to do it from a Christian worldview. That's what's our driver. Um, And so the research, interestingly enough, well, back up one more step. Um, we created about one hundred and twenty page um, research deep level using all of the science of, of research and everything else report on poverty and it 's um, everybody everybody in the city and and on up to some state levels has has asked for a copy of this document because cool. it 's the most extensive research done on poverty that anybody has seen. Hmm. Um, in in our city, so it's mm-hmm. broken down into neighborhoods and zip codes, and it's 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 an, an extensive research document on poverty in our city. Um, the same way that anybody else could do it, it's just that w- we said we're going to do that. Um, there's a, there's been a number of studies that have suggested that if three conditions are met, you have between a 98 and 99 percent chance of never landing in. Low middle class, hmm. so you meet these three conditions, and you have a ninety-eight point five percent likelihood that you will be in the middle class or above.
2: So, do share, ready? do share. <laughs> yes, I need to hear this. Yeah.
1: So the first one is graduate from high school. Okay. The second one is get a job, which sounds kind of like you know a circular type argument, but it's not saying that it has to be a Seventy-five thousand dollar year job. It just says get it, get full time okay. employment. Right. So graduate from high school, get a job, and wait until you're married to have children.
0: So if you do, if you if do, you
1: do those three things: you graduate from high school, you secure a job, and you wait until you're married to have children. You have a ninety-eight point five percent probability of landing in the middle class or above.
2: Wow, I, I think I've heard this before. Well, this has been.
1: It's not unique to Tucson, correct, Um, but you may have heard it here because we shared it a year ago, um, and so that has kind of rippled through our city. So we've shared it with some other leaders around town because they've asked, and everybody's in agreement on the first two. Um, everybody's all over yep we need people to graduate from high school everybody wants that we need people to have a job everybody wants that but we've had a number of secular leaders say I'm not touching the last one with a 10 foot pole well that's part of the reason why we're unapologetically a Christian organization Mm -hmm. not only for Christian reasons but plenty of others but we're going to advocate that um, we'd like to see policies that encourage us to wait to have children until we're married it's better for everybody
2: Yeah, and and that's not, I mean, it's not, oh, these Christian organizations threw this one in because that's what they believe. This is what the the data shows that those that have at least those three conditions met are not in the poverty. Yeah, so you don't so necessarily
1: a- have to like that stipulation for any number of different reasons if a person doesn't want to like it, but you're so, arguing with the data. The yes, data right. says... It's not a bias it's, of this Christian It has nothing to do with chapter and verse. Right. It, it That part is based on research. So why is that? I mean, you're
0: a pastor. You have... You're more than 20 years old. You've been here right. for a long time. Why is it then that if people will get married and then have kids, why does that get them into that 98% or whatever of getting out of poverty?
1: Well, probably the easiest way to address that would be to just argue it from reverse. So um, what's a, what's a, what's family life going to look like if you don't have two parents? It's a single-parent family. Whatever the circumstances around that. Well, it's going to be harder. Um, employment is going to be an issue. If the children are young, you're going to have child care, which is okay. extremely expensive. Um, when you are raised in a single-parent family, the likelihood of you graduating from high school dramatically drops, probably for some really practical reasons. The, your parent <laughs> is working to try to right. s- get you through. They're not as available right. to help. With homework, I mean, there's just really practical things that you start um, putting together. And it's not rocket science that okay. says that um, if you wait to have children until you're married, that's a much more stable environment that's going to be much more conducive okay. to health in a lot of different areas. Um Education in a lot of very practical areas and then future employment. So I don't think that a person would have to work too hard to come up with their own list of reasons why that makes sense. What's the, uh, and you may not know this, but uh, what's the the, the
0: divorce rate in Tucson? I mean, nationally it's what, 50%? It's
1: about 50%. At one point it was over 60% in Tucson, but that's. At least 20 years ago. I've okay. heard that it's dropped and it's closer to the national average, but I don't know that average. for some.
0: Well, then you have the other argument. I, I've heard somebody say, well, that's, and I've heard them say, and we're getting off track here probably, but I'll, I'll just go this direction, uh, that that for those who are really committed Christians, the 50% rate is not accurate, that, it's, that the divorce rate's actually lower.
1: I've heard that if 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 both the husband and the wife, I mean, to to get it really, really granular, um, if both husband and wife are an active part of a worshiping community, as defined by at least three out of four Sundays, they are worshiping together in the same church. So put all those stipulations together (laughs) that the divorce rate is under 15%. Under 15. Interesting.
2: Okay. All right. Right. So let's dig deeper on this so we've got this this one that we just picked on, which right. was have kids after you're married. Right. So this task force comes together. And what kind of – do you just make this information available that I don't do this? Or do you say, here's some things that families can consider so that they you – know, does it go to the next step? or?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the purpose of the task force then – is to be able to take that research and say all right what's already happening in our community to help people graduate from high school mm-hmm. what's already happening in our community to help people secure employment what's already happening to help people wait until they're married to have a child where are their gaps so if it's already happening, how can we push some resources that. to reinforce that? Sure. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian organization. There's sure. plenty of non-Christian organizations mm-hmm. that are doing great work in helping people graduate from high school. Well, great. We want to support that. Right. We're all on the same team. This is our strategy. There, there can be some other things that could be useful, and we're not saying those are bad. We'll just we're going to organize around those three goals. Um, now, for instance, wait till you're married to have children. So Hands of Hope, um, a very active crisis pregnancy center organization in our city, has a whole um, abstinence-based program that they do in schools that's more than just abstinence, but just talks about positive values. Well, they have more opportunities than they have volunteers. So that's a, a, a great example where if we could funnel some more volunteers into that organization that program would have even more impact in our community then we look for the the places where there's gaps well is there a a population of the community that nobody's really serving in any of those three areas well then let's create that and and help make that happen but we're looking at a comprehensive view what would help move the needle in those three areas and if we do then we can prove that we'll move mm-hmm. the needle in poverty reduction yeah. in the next generation.
2: Wow. So how, how long do you think it's going you think it's like a generation? Some of it I
1: I, I really believe that um, that we will see the statistics change. I'm confident that we'll see the statistics change in 10 years and very possibly in 5. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see the statistics change next year. Because there's already some things that are helping on the securing employment area. The, the Tucson has had the best job growth news in the last year, of if any of the last 30, um, with some of the Rio Nuevo downtown development and Caterpillar moving their headquarters mm-hmm. here. And there's just a lot of positive mm-hmm. traction. And I think there's some natural reasons for that, but I also think there's some supernatural reasons mm-hmm. for that. Good.
0: All right. So we're out of time.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. We just got started. <laughs> well, I know,
0: and that's why we'll need to make you a regular person here, but I I'll want to push your to book. Uh, you, Dave, uh, and David's actually got a couple, what, two or three two, books. Two books. All right. And the, the latest one is called If It Was Easy, Jesus Wouldn't Have Prayed For It. And you can get this on Amazon?
1: It's on Amazon. It's also on the 42sun website if you look for the store button on okay. the Homepage, right, you'll so find it.
0: If it was easy, Jesus wouldn't have prayed for it by David Drum, our guest today. And again, we'll push the website for the number four, for Tucson, T U C S O N, because if you're out of town, you everybody misspell misspells it. Tucson. So, right. for tucson.com and, uh, and the con- and the actual conference in January, the end of January, the twenty seventh. Yep, did I get that this right? Saturday, the twenty seventh. Yeah, that's the 26th, actually uh, called together friend. together for Tucson, yep. and you're welcome to come to Tucson and enjoy our fine city, and yes. enjoy the climate here, which is wonderful in January. It's pretty right? nice. All right. So if you're interested in that, or you just want to check it out, fortucson.com dot is the place to go. David is always we're always grateful for you and what you guys are doing, and you're you're a wonderful guest.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for what you guys are doing, and uh, it's an honor to be able to chat with you for a while. Good.
0: All right. Well, as I said, we are out of time, and uh, the guy across the table is Steve Lacey. We've been talking with Pastor David Drum, and uh, I'm Phil Thompson. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. Uh, Take care, we'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.